For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Today's episode of the Believe in Steelers podcast is brought to you by betonline.ag. In week eight of the NFL season is just about wrapped up. We've got Chiefs and Giants tonight. But if you want to place a bet on any of the NFL action, BetOnline is the place to do it. Man, you're talking about a weird point spread, 15 to 10 to Pittsburgh Steelers. But I know you had to go to BetOnline. To check it out. <laughs> We're going to break it all down on today's episode of the Believe It Steelers podcast, Ike. But before you do, head to the website betonline.ag. Check out the new and updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE50. That's B L E A V 50 to receive your welcome bonus. Bet online where the game starts. All right, cue the music. It's time to start the show. Welcome to another edition of the Believe in Steelers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm your host, Mark Bergen. Joined, as always, by my guy, two-time Super Bowl champion and 12-year veteran of the Pittsburgh Steelers, Ike Taylor. IT, I tell you what, Mondays feel all that much better after a victory. Steelers have won three in a row, beating the Cleveland Browns 15-10. to How are you doing this Monday morning, my man? Man, you talking about trying to be the champs of the AFC North, Pittsburgh Steelers, Durandon Roadwalk, and look like they're creeping back in, baby. And you mentioned it before the pod, kind of a weird score in this one, too. But Steelers won three in a row. Not a coincidence. Big Ben has not thrown an interception during that three-game winning streak, and we're going to break it all down now. It is important to mention that the Browns were without Denzel Ward, Jack Conklin, the right tackle, went out in this game, which I thought was a key, key, you know, player that an all-pro player the Browns missed. TJ Watt getting into the into the action. This was just a defensive performance, Ike. And if you'd have told me before the start of the game, Steelers enter this game ranked 31st in the league in rushing. They not only outrushed the Cleveland Browns, who were number one in the league coming into this game, but also controlled time of possession. This was an old school matchup and the Steelers almost able to beat the Browns at their own game during Sunday's victory. Man, I'll tell you what, TJ Watt, Mr. I'm always around the ball and I'm always, I'm always going to make a play when I need to. And how about Cam? Hey, we talk about this guy. Matter of fact, we talk about this guy, but people don't talk about this guy enough. Cam Hayward, man, is the heart and soul. He's the personality, not only to that defense, but to that team in my mind. And how I look at Nick Chubbs for their personality when you want to talk about the offense and, and the hardcore running, that's how I look at Cam Haywood. Cam Haywood, for me, sets the tone on the offense and defensive side. And for me, he had a big part of winning that game against the Cleveland Browns. And you're teasing ahead to your Taylor Talk segment, Ike. We're going to have one of the key plays in the victory from the defensive side of the football. And I know you love talking about defense, Ike, as a 
cornerback of 12 years for the Steelers. And to me, that was really the narrative of this game is how well the defense played in shutting down Nick Chubb. Now, Kareem Hunt did sit. He was out. Dearness Johnson's been a very good back for the Browns. Correct. But the Browns yeah. offense really couldn't get going. And it really goes back to our discussion we had previewing the game of the Browns front, offense had, uh, uh, front office has a decision to make this offseason or the subsequent offseason. It's not just, do you want to offer him a contract extension? It's how much guaranteed money do you want to offer Baker Mayfield? I definitely think that his left shoulder injury, which he's played with since week two of this season, right, right. is impacting him. I can't but help but wonder, though, in Monday morning quarterback, I, and I hate doing this, but I can't help but wonder, had Case Keenum played, would it have given the Browns a better chance to win on Sunday? Yeah, probably so. They probably would have been clicking on all cylinders. You could tell when Baker Mayfield, when he was getting in trouble, he was ready to just tuck and up. And you know Baker Mayfield, he always trying to find a way, always trying to make plays with his feet. So it just didn't look like the Baker Mayfield I've been looking at since he stepped into the NFL, you know. So he, he's clearly worried about his shoulder. And me personally, sometimes you got to protect the player because sometimes, a lot of times, the player, all we want to do is play because that's all we know. I thought in that case, man, I thought the Cleveland Browns should have protected Baker Mayfield, let Case Keenum play, because Case Keenum, what he does is he gets anybody the ball. Like, he doesn't have a favorite. He he spreads the ball out, he reads his keys, and he's going to go. I thought they would have gave the, the Cleveland Browns a better chance other than Baker Mayfield because of his shoulder. And one of the key plays, Ike, I thought was on that very first drive of the game, where the Browns are going down and Mayfield misses Austin Hooper, a two-time Pro Bowl tight end. Now, Cam Hayward was in his face. Maybe that disrupted the throw, but if right. Mayfield makes that throw on target, on time, Hooper walks into the end zone and the Browns get seven. They have to settle for a field goal, and I thought that set the tone right away. You had that play. Then I look at the box score, and... Odell Beckham Jr. getting one catch for six yards, his lowest output in his career. He's due just shy of $16 million this year. I know we've got the trade deadline at 4 p.m. Eastern time tomorrow on Tuesday, Ike. But I'm just looking at this, and it's like oil and water for whatever reason with OBJ and Mayfield. And it's really a shame to see. Now, you know, are things different if Kareem Hunt plays? I don't know, but the Steelers – defense shutting down the run and Mayfield wasn't able to get the job done scoring only 10 points in the modern day NFL in 2021 Ike that's not going to get it done Browns offense didn't play well enough hats off and kudos to the Steelers defense yeah I'm not gonna put everything on Baker Mayfield this game because the receivers dropped a lot of balls yeah they they dropped a lot of passes I'm talking about some clean cut passes that they should have received at some crucial times in the game. I mean, OBJ dropped the ball, or Jarvis dropped the ball, and I think Bray dropped the ball. Yeah, and, and, and the running backs coming out of the backfield, they dropped a few balls. Mm -hmm. So I can't, on this game right here, I can't put everything on Baker Mayfield. He he did throw some dimes, but he received, his receivers wasn't giving him any help. But getting back to that Pittsburgh still a defense, man, that Pittsburgh still a defense is looking like the Pittsburgh still a defense of old, man. Them guys are keeping low scoring games, giving the offense chances. And we're going to talk about these running game, and that's what we've been talking about the whole time for, like, the past two years. If Pittsburgh Steelers, if they run the ball, you see what happened. And I think they raised the stat up during the game when the Pittsburgh Steelers run over 30 times. The record is the record is real nice for Big Ben and their organization when they run over 30 times. So I guess the Pittsburgh Steelers and everybody else been watching our show, Believe Steelers podcast, and they've been checking it out. 
that we've been saying for the past two years, if y'all run the ball over 30 times, y'all gonna have a high chance of winning the ball game. Now you ran, now you ran the ball over 30 times, look where you at, you three games in a row, and you sneaking right back in that AFC North Division race. I love it, Ike. You follow the recipe and you get a delicious meal afterwards. That's what we're telling our yum, listeners yum. and viewers. Yum, 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 yum. <laughs> Again, I go back to Big Ben not throwing an interception. He very nearly did on the opening drive of the second half. I'm still trying to figure out how Grant Delpit and Malcolm Smith didn't catch that ball because he offered that Browns defense a gift to open up the third quarter. But Roethlisberger is like that old golfer, Ike. And I was, I'm not a golfer myself. I played at a charity golf tournament several years ago, and I played with the doctor, and he told me, he said, Mark, I haven't played a lot of golf recently, but I've played a lot of golf in my life. And it was like, all right, we're going to be using your ball for the majority of the scramble today because you have that experience. And Big Ben gives the Steelers, when they need him to make plays, he can do that. Now, do we want him shooting the ball or, or throwing the ball 40 or 50 times in a game? No, but when you need him to make a play, he's able to do that. Able to find Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, able to get it done in this three-game winning streak. And I point to no interceptions during the Steelers' winning streak, protecting the football, making plays when he has to, and relying on the running game primarily. That's been the recipe since about week five, Ike, and there's a reason why the Steelers are on a three-game winning streak, protecting Man, the football you, and using Big Ben in play action when he's needed. I agree. You got to give coach, the uh, offense coordinator, Coach Matt Canada, huge props for calling this last, this last game. You know, he, 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 he kept Ben under center. He kept the ball in the running back's hand. He controlled the clock. He really did control the clock. And I also got to give props to Big Ben by not trying to, you know, audible all the time and, and having these passing plays because he do have that. He, do, he does have that right away. But, man, a huge shot to, to Matt Kennedy on, on calling, in my mind, a great game. But another shout-out to Big Ben on, on sticking to the run game because I know he likes to pass the ball, but sticking to the run game and controlling the clock and going somewhere in an environment like Cleveland and coming out with that W. And it's a good win for the AFC North. That's a lot of ants, Mark. Yes, sir. And we got to see another ant, Air <laughs> Najee again. Air Najee. It was great. It was like we'd see him flying through the air, making plays. And it's like, this is why we draft this kid right. out of Alabama in the first round. Like, we got to move to the decision for the fake field goal. And I credit Mike Tomlin immediately after the game owning it and saying, it's on me. I made that decision. And it's not so much the fake field goal decision. It was the outcome of that, of players trying to make a play. Chris Boswell's trying to find a receiver in the end zone. Credit to the Browns. They had the play covered up. And he got absolutely smoked by Browns defensive lineman Jordan yeah. Elliott. I yeah. did not think it was dirty. I know a lot of Steelers fans no, might feel otherwise. I yeah. don't think it was dirty at all. And so Boswell goes into concussion protocol. Steelers don't have a kicker in the second half. The big question I have now is, is Boswell going to miss any additional time beyond week eight? That's the big question. But that decision very nearly cost the Steelers because even when they were down in this game, it's like we can't settle for a field goal. We really can't kick an extra point again. The punter, Presley Harvin the third, has no experience kicking. He's just a punter. And so 
Steelers had to adapt and they're able to get it done. But I, I credit Mike Tomlin for immediately after the game, taking the onus and saying, this was my decision. That's on me. It's what good coaches do. You move on, you adapt. And the Steelers able to rally despite not having their kicker in the second half. Yeah, Bozzi got to let that ball go. Bozzi held on yeah. to that ball for too long. And now he understands and see what that quarterback life like, what that receiver life like. Anybody who got the ball in their hand, if they're in the NFL, <laughs> what, what, what that thing, what that thing feel like? That thing didn't look good at all. Bozzi was on that ground for a while. For a while, I'm sure they asked Bozzi what state he was in. I'm sure he said Australia. I'm pretty sure he said Australia. <laughs> so hopefully, hopefully Bozzi can get back to where he needs to be. Because don't forget, he's been a key factor in a lot of these Pittsburgh Steelers wins. He's one of the only kickers that can kick at Heinz Field consistently. So hopefully Bozzi will come back from concussion protocol. But I guarantee you, Coach, he will not be running that play again. Because going down the stretch, man, they're really going to need Chris Bozzi, I think, mm -hmm. in my mind. Yeah, it was a stupid decision, Ike, no doubt. And Boswell's been one of the most accurate kickers in the league. I'm not going to fault a player trying to make a play, which what he was trying to do there. But man, and if you and if you look back to the stats, you can look at this. Go back to say the 2019 season. He's been even more accurate than Justin Tucker. He's been yeah. among the best kickers in the yeah. league. So hopefully he doesn't miss any additional time. Like I, I, this week, this is one of the things I'm going to monitor. Is okay? Are the Steelers going to bring someone in? for their week nine matchup against the Chicago Bears. But hopefully Boswell can get back on the field as healthy. Hopefully he can clear concussion protocol and get back to just knocking him through the uprights because I know it's not necessarily the sexiest thing to settle for three and not go for it on fourth down, but Boswell is good as they come in the league. Money in the bank, escrow, just just letting the money grow. That's, that's Chris Boswell right there, man. So, yeah. Hopefully it doesn't affect him long term. That's how I look at it, Mark. Because yeah. he took a nice little hit there. That was that was a hard hit he took, and it took a while for him to get up. And you know, the kickers ain't used to taking them kind of hits. So, hopefully, hopefully, man, I hope Bozzi just clear his head. I hope it's not as as bad as it looked. But then again, man, I hope the Pittsburgh Steelers don't run no play like that, especially with Chris Boswell as consistent as this guy has been for the past couple of years in the stats. You just said, man, he's one of the best to do it. Don't put that man in that situation. The Wizard of Boz, Ike. I think he he's earned that nickname. He's been fantastic like for the Steelers. I like yes. It. yes. Let's go to Taylor Talk. We've got two plays to break down, Ike. Okay. And the first one, starting on the defensive side of the football, just for you, Ike Taylor. Getting a key fourth down stop. This was the very first play of the second quarter. Brown's at about midfield. And Courtney, if you want to bring the play up now, you can do that. And we're going to go full screen here on this play too, Ike. But the key to this play is watching mm -hmm. the disruption that Cam Hayward causes. He's matched up against Blake Hans, who's brought in as an offensive lineman, but lined up at the tight end position. He's lined up outside of the Browns' left tackle, Jadrick Wills. He blows up not only the B-gap, Ike, but the C-gap as well. Nick Chubb forced to bounce the play outside. And Courtney, if you want to run the play, go ahead. I thought it was very interesting, too, on this play, Ike. Joe Hayden playing on the right side. He typically lines up on the left side, able right, to right. force the play back in. TJ Watt cleans up in pursuit of the football. This to me was just a great defensive play of the Steelers defense rallying to the football and what it's like to play team defense, getting all 11 hats on the ball. So you, you want to talk about, and I got a defense and all I ask my defensive line is for penetration. So just look at the penetration cam. So cam is playing on the other side. 
of the field. And we usually when you got a guy like Cam and your defense is playing on the other side of the line, line of scrimmage, man, that just helps you with the play calling as a defensive coordinator. So that's that's been typical Cam. Cam is not going to get on ESPN on that, but everybody in the world knows this defense runs off of Cam. So when you see that penetration, when you see this guy getting in the gaps, when you see a guy like Cam Hayward shooting two gaps, an A, a B, or a C gap, that's a, that's that's something you can't coach. So that's what I like about Cam, and that was crucial in that game. That that was that was real crucial in that game, man. That momentum I thought swung because of that. But Cam doesn't get enough credit. But the NFL world knows Cam, and they know how good he is because you cannot put Cam in a Pro Bowl, but you're definitely going to put Cam as a All Pro. Yeah, and the curtic the footage courtesy of NFL Game Pass there, Ike. But you can just see the disruption that he causes. Chubb has to Chubb can't just run right yeah, into him behind the line of scrimmage. And you see Steelers rallying to the football. Joe Hayden setting the edge. Ike, you tell me this all the time. Lose contain, you lose the game. He's able to force the play back in. TJ yes, Watt and company clean up. So I thought that was a key play right at the start of the second quarter. So it's almost like a de facto timeout for the Browns, too, to where they could scheme up a play and use the timeout break to say, okay, what do we want to run to ensure that we're going to convert on fourth and one? And later in the game, the Browns actually opted to punt the ball in a similar situation. I think a lot of it had to do with, hey, we tried this earlier on in the game in the second quarter, and we saw what happened. The Steelers' defense able to get a stop. Yeah, I agree with you. But that, that started with Cam. You know, that that's, but that's what Cam has been doing since he stepped into the league. You know, but when you get penetration like that, and we call that walking the dog. So when you get a defensive line walking the dog backwards like that as an offensive lineman, man, he's able to get that kind of penetration regardless on what gap it is and take up two gaps. He's really not supposed to do that, but that's just showing you strength and the power of Cam, man. So Cam came through at a crucial time in that game, Mark. Ike, we're going to go to the next Taylor Talk play, and this was Pat Fryermuth's touchdown catch on a key fourth down conversion right, right. in the second half. And I tell you what, I've seen a lot of great catches in my day. This was among the best in a key fourth down situations where the Steelers needed co- to convert, again, without kicker Chris Boswell, and they needed a play, and it happened here on this play. In the fourth quarter, on fourth down, when you need it, going up against your division rivals. It's almost a do-or-die scenario, Ike, and the rookie out of Penn State able to come through and make a play for the Steelers. So before so before we play this, before we run this, just look at just look at uh, Pat Faramuth. He's sitting in the slot. The slot means he's, he's near the line of scrimmage, so he's going to run a seven route. A seven route, for all y'all who don't know, if you just want to look at a receiver route tree, all the odd numbers are outside. All the, all the even numbers are inside routes. That's that's football one-on-one for y'all. So he's going to run like a seven route, which is a corner route, which is a corner route. But they line him up in the slot because if you look to the – if you're watching this video, if you look to the right side, you can see a lot of space towards the back of that end zone. If we can run this play, Ben has a Ben has some options. If you watch Deontay Johnson at, at the top of your screen, man, he, he runs a double move. So Deontay is going to come in, come out. Ben doesn't see it. Ben stays one way. But you got to get this all to Pat Fairmouth, man. This guy just did this – all on his own. And we've been talking about this guy since he came out of college. I wasn't that big of a fan of him. You was, Mark. But if you just look at it, especially in slow motion, man, usually guys are covered in the NFL. And receivers have to play what we call attacking the ball. So we call this combat catching. This is a combat catch. Look at this. This is a combat catch. Caught it once, bobbed the ball, 
had enough in the peace of mind and athleticism to get two feet down. That was crucial in the game. Check this out, because he's covered. This is a combat catch, as Kevin Cobra would like to say, as the NFL, as uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers general manager. Man, I try to find guys Ike, who can combat catch. They can stay covered, but they're always coming down with the ball. And every time you popped in the tape in college on Pat Fairmouth, that's all he did. He was covered, but he always had them combat catches, and he came down with the ball. So he just been displaying this since training camp. Courtney, can you go to the very start of the clip again and play it? A key block on this play. Najee Harris is lined up just to the left of Big Ben. Miles Garrett beats left tackle Dan Moore off the edge. That's Harris able to chip Garrett, and without that key block, this completion eye. does not happen. That's a good eye. So to to be a every down back in the NFL, you have to you have to be able to pass block on third down. You know, so you can go first and second, but if you're not going to be able to pass block, you're not going to play in NFL for long, which we just saw what Najee just, just did. But, Mark, that's a good eye you saw. That's a good eye. You see in the whole field, now. I like it. One other thing, too, able to make the catch against Brown safety Ronnie Harrison, who should have been called for a pass interference on the play Correct. before. Pass interference against Deontay Johnson, at least it appeared to be. The refs held the flag, too, so... A little bit of justice on this play too, Ike. But when you have guys, when you draft guys who are combat catchers and they're used to guys tugging on them and they're always coming down with the ball, they're not looking for a flag call. So that's what you got to know about the concentration with a big tight with a big tight end named Pat Fairmark like that coming down and catching that ball. Refs are letting them play, no doubt, Ike. We've got a Correct. few other Week 8 uh, NFL Week 8 observations, Ike. I tell you what, this was a wacky Sunday. Seven wow. and eight if you count the Cowboys once Dak Prescott was ruled out. Right. Seven outright underdogs winning again. Eight by the time the Cowboys Sunday night football game kicked off against the Vikings once Cooper Rush was inserted into the Cowboys starting lineup. Cowboys finally might have struck gold with the redheaded quarterback. I know they've had several th- the last several years. But it was weird because like we saw the Bucks lose to the Saints. Jameis Winston goes down. Taysom Hill's already injured. So the Saints go to uh, Simeon. And it was just, it was bizarre. I mean, like the Bengals losing to the Jets. It was just a wacky, wacky Sunday. So for the Steelers to get a victory, a good Sunday get back the in Steelers. the AFC North. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. you know, you, I mean, it's still as if, if you look at their schedule, they could go six and three. You know, they play Chicago on, on Monday. Uh, ain't no telling Chicago haven't been playing well, even though Justin Fields, you can tell they kind of opened the playbook up for him and start letting him use his legs a little bit more. But the Pittsburgh Steelers defense, they're being very stingy. They, they're not spending no kind of money. So that's how I look at it. So they, they can easily go five and three after that Chicago Bears game and they can go on the road and win again. They can be six and three just sitting at the top. Now, it's been a slow start for the Pittsburgh Steelers. But once them boys start, you know what? They're reversing what they did last year. Last year they started off hot <laughs> and it and it cooled down for them. Yeah. This year started off cold and they started to warm up. So this this can be a scary team as long as you keep seven throwing the ball less than twenty five times, maybe thirty on a good day, maybe thirty on a good day. Pittsburgh still to have action. Run that ball, control the clock, let the defense do what they do, and put because them boys been acting real stingy. And man, we got action. But they can easily go five and three quietly. Quietly. Easily they can go five and three. But yeah, the Cincinnati Bengals lost in the close one. 
Um, who else lost? Of course, Cleveland lost to the to the Pittsburgh Steelers. So this AFC man, before you know it, it's 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 going to it's going to be between you know Pittsburgh Steelers and the Baltimore Ravens. I know we like the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah. <laughs> I know we like the Cincinnati Bengals and what Joe Burrow was doing with Jamar Chase and Tyler Boyd and T Higgins. They cutting up. They cutting up. They cutting up. Meaning they having a lot of fun. They're they're fun to watch. The Browns, uh, you know, Baker's hurt. We'll see what Baker gonna do. Uh, OBJ is not happy. I don't think Job is happy, and I think they look at Baker Mayfield as a passenger, not a pilot. But he will get his thirty-five to forty million dollars a year. I, I do think they're gonna pay him, like you said earlier in the show. How much guaranteed money will he get? But I think he's their best option as a quarterback in Cleveland. He fits Cleveland personality but if you just want to look at the whole spectrum i'm looking at baker mayfield and i'm looking at the people he got around him and i'm definitely saying he's a he's the passenger not the pilot for that team so why be very quiet the pittsburgh steelers are back in action baby you got the bears and the lions in the following two weeks like titans are going to be without derrick henry for the foreseeable future just before the start of the show Ian Rappaport of the NFL Network reports that they're going to bring in Adrian Peterson for a workout there. So Henry's got some sort of foot injury. He might be out for the rest of the season. We're going to keep That's an cool. eye on, on that. That information might be out by the time this episode is yeah. out, but at least for the foreseeable future, the Titans will be without Derrick Henry. But Ike, we'll have a full preview pod of the week nine matchup, Monday night football bears at Steelers. It's going to be at yes, Field, and the Steelers are a six and a half point favorite. I'd imagine Pittsburgh will be a favorite, not just this upcoming week, but the following week against the Detroit lions as well. So like you said, very good opportunity to go six in three 100%. start the year. And considering when the Steelers were on their three game losing streak to be in the situation that we're in right now, Pittsburgh and Baltimore yet again, rinse and repeat history, repeating itself yet again in the AFC North Ike. Yes, sir. I was talking a lot of smack on the Pittsburgh Steelers, but I can't talk smack. Them boys done won three in a row. And like you said, they got a good chance the next two weeks to go six and three. I love it, Ike. You're the absolute best. I've got to get a shout out to the Believe Podcast Network, the folks over at Brinks TV, led by John Brinkus, Courtney Vargas, Herbert Diaz, and their team over there. Today's sponsor, Bet Online. And I also want to thank the listeners and the viewers of the Believe in Steelers podcast. Thank you for tuning in, listening, watching, wherever you are. We appreciate you. Man, I piggyback off of everything what Mark said. Appreciate you, Mark and Miss Courtney, for taking y'all time with me today. Shout out to Brinks TV. Shout out to Bet Online AG. Shout out to Believe in Steelers podcast. Shout out to Mark, my, my host, my man, my guy. My dog, shout out to everybody who have been listening to us 24-7. Make sure y'all please rate and review and give us a five-piece that means five stars. Five stars. Click that subscribe button, too, Ike. I've loved seeing the growth of this show. We've got some fun things planned in the coming weeks as well. We're going to see our listeners and viewers again on Friday morning. Until then, take care and so long, everybody. Peace. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. 
With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.